0: Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status and caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. So today I'm sitting with Rani Sinanen, and Rani has been looking after her mother. So Rani, tell us a little bit about your backstory.
1: I was a teacher. Um, I taught kids aged 10 to 12 um, for about six months, and two days before I was getting ready to go back to school, uh, my mom was re-diagnosed with uh, stage four gallbladder cancer. And I just had a feeling because of my experiences before her first time around with cancer that it was going to be a lot more tougher. So I decided to quit my job and I became her full-time caregiver. And I have been doing this since then. And honestly, it has been such a rewarding and fulfilling experience. Um, I'm so blessed to have the opportunity to do this because I'm sure there are many people out there that would love to care for their family um, and that are unable to do so because of different circumstances. Um, so I'm just so thankful for this. Um, but that's, that's basically my backstory. That's wonderful to hear that
0: you find it such a blessing. And are you living in the same house or, or do
1: you live in separate places? What's going on? I, I live in the same house as my parents. Yeah. My husband and I, we moved in with my parents and we've been with them ever since. That probably
0: makes life a little easier so you don't have to keep traveling back and forth, I should imagine.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, Ruth, there are sometimes in the night where I have to get up and check on her, um, might have to give her some food. Um, She always likes a midnight snack. Um, So being in the same house with her has really helped out with that. Um, I don't have to worry about, you know, driving over to the house or something. I can just leave my room and go check on her. So there is a huge comfort with that.
0: That's great. So listen, in the beginning, when all this first happened, how did you feel then? Were you a little bit sort of worried? Were you scared? How did you feel?
1: I was really um, scared uh, and I was very worried, um, but I, I had to like turn it off like a switch, my emotions. Um, that's how I describe it to people. It was, was like a switch. I just turned it off and I had to become objective. And I had to remain calm. And I had to remember that in order for me to do the best that I can for her, I need to put all of my feelings aside and just be the caregiver that she needs. Um, So I often used to tell my mom from the beginning that, you know, don't look at me as your daughter. Look at me as your caregiver, which means if you need to wake me up at three in the morning, at two in the morning, whatever time, then you do that so that I can be there to help you. And that's kind of the, the mindset that I've taken since then. I just, you know, put all of my emotions aside. Of course, I have fears, but I, I just process it differently. I share it with my husband and then I kind of just, you know, do what I have to do for her.
0: That sounds so wonderful. And how is your mother responding to all, all the care
1: that she's getting from you? I think she loves it. <laughs> she, so, she sometimes or actually, actually oftentimes she'll tell me she's so sorry. You know, for the position that she's put me in, or um, that I have to work so hard, or that she can't help me, you know, cook for for example, or do things that she loves doing. But I always tell her like, don't worry about it. It's okay. You do what you can, and we just take every day at a time. And um, she cherishes she cherishes every single moment. My mom, um, this experience of cancer has definitely opened her eyes to you know life, and she just lives and cherishes every single moment for you know for everything that it is
0: that's so lovely to hear and I do feel from my own experience and other people's experiences that the people they're looking after they do sort of apologize for needing other people and you know obviously like you I I always assure my parents and my mother in particular that it's you know she shouldn't she doesn't need to do that because I it's my pleasure You know, I do it willingly. I do it with love and and that's the important thing. So that's lovely to hear. So is your mother able to kind of go out and enjoy things still? If she is, what do you do?
1: Yes and no. If she does go out, it has to be within the vicinity that we live in because she can't really handle longer drives because of her cancers being in her stomach. It kind of sitting in that sort of one position for too long can be very difficult for her. So sometimes she'll come outside, so she'll she'll sit on the porch. She might walk a little bit around the house, like on the lawn. And the good thing is her family lives all in the area that we live in, in the same vicinity. So it allows her to be able to, you know, go for a quick drive to their house and see them um, and enjoy some time with them, which is great. But again, with cancer, as we know, um, over time, it becomes a little bit more difficult to do those things. So whenever she has a really good day or she's feeling like she's up for it, I tell her, whatever you want to do, let's do it.
0: That's love. I love that. I really do. And what about you? How do you look after yourself? Cause obviously you need some respite from this. What do you do?
1: Yeah. I meditate um, every morning. I take some time to meditate, even if it's just like five, five or 10 minutes. Um I am a huge uh believer in religion. So I um you know devote a lot of my time to faith um whenever and whenever I can. Like it, it could be me cooking and headphones in my ears and listening to some religious music. Um and I also do makeup. Um it's a passion of mine, it's a hobby of mine and I found a way to bring my world of caregiving and my world of makeup together. And so I use my platform on social media to raise awareness about different health concerns. Um, And I use my makeup to bring those concerns to the forefront. Um, And so, for example, it could be cancer, uh, you know, pancreatic cancer day and the ribbon color is purple. So I'll, you know, do my makeup in purple and wear a purple outfit and share facts and information about it so that everybody who's looking at my photos will also learn something too about cancer. Um, But these are the ways that I cope with everything. And I have a, you know, a great support system that allows me to, you know, (laughs) relieve my stress when I need to share my fears and thoughts and everything. And I am so, so, you know, so appreciative of my husband and my family.
0: That's brilliant. I love that you bring the awareness of what you're passionate about, the makeup, and then the awareness of the various days and connected with cancer and being an educational stream as well. I think Mm -hmm. that's brilliant. That is so good. Thank (laughs) you. you. It's brilliant. Thank you. So do you have any tips to other people and what they might be able to do?
1: Yeah, you know what? I always say to anybody, doesn't matter if you're a caregiver or not, you need to remember to breathe breathing through everything is so crucial and i think we live in such a fast paced society that we forget to breathe we forget to take a break we forget to pause and just think for a moment about what's happening in our responses they just fly out of our mouths and so sometimes when you're faced in a really stressful situation like in a in a hospital with a, you know a variety of medical staff it can get really tense and um, sometimes even hostile and toxic and at the end of the day what you need to remember is you're caring for somebody and you don't want that environment to be toxic and hostile for them so just breathe breathe through everything and take one step at a time and it will honestly make all the difference just listening to what every single person has to say and then you know sharing your input And just one more piece of advice I'd like to share that I always say to everyone, don't be afraid to put your foot out there. Don't be afraid to put your foot out there. It's such a big, big thing. If I didn't keep pushing the doors down that were closed when coming, you know, when it was with my mom in the hospital or different clinics, I don't think we would be where we are today. And that's not me being egoistical or tooting my own horn. It's just there are so many doors that are closed to caregivers. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Often medical staff don't see us as an integral part of someone's healthcare team. And we are such a huge part.
0: That is and, so true.
1: Yeah, our voices need to be heard in that aspect, in that forum. And so as a caregiver, you really do need to you know, put your foot out there and don't be afraid to do that.
0: I love that. And you're absolutely right. It's a really, really wonderful piece of advice. So thank you so much, Rani. It's been lovely to talk to you, hear your story. And yeah, pick up a bit on on your advice. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. And
0: don't forget, if you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five star review. It really helps. See you next time.